Welcome to TMI Today with Rita Bocuzzi and Jen Lee. In this podcast, there is no such thing as too much information. We are diving into all of the taboo topics from money and careers to relationships and parenting to whatever else we've been too afraid to discuss as women. Listen in and join the movement as we raise each other up in our everyday lives. Welcome everyone. I'm Rita Bakutsi. I'm also known as Mama Rita Money and you are joining me and the fabulous Jen Lee to TMI, Today's Motivational Insights where there's never too much information when you get today's motivational insights. So Jen Lee is that financial stress reduction attorney extraordinaire, and I get to help people connect their money mindset to their money skill set to create it to be their heart set. And what we love to do is bring fabulous uh, guests to share their life skills, their experiences, because we all get to learn from one another. And when we see people leading, we get to follow and then become leaders too. I love people that empower people. And our next guest, Liz Svadek of Warrior Woman is probably my top number one amazing people that I get to uh, have a friendship with. And I love sharing her wherever we go because you'll see her energy is contagious. But what's more contagious is the love that she shares with the energy she shares it. So with that, I am going to introduce introduce Liz Spodek. Liz, welcome. So excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. You know, anywhere you guys are is where I want to be. That's where the party is. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> right. I love it. I love that you just said that because life can be a party, you know, and there can be ups and downs and things like sometimes there's mishaps as parties, maybe a little bit of wine spilt or something. <laughs> and then how do we respond and react on, on white carpet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Then how do we react to that and how do we live our best lives ever? So Liz, I would love for you to share because Warrior Women, you have an amazing podcast, an amazing following. Um, share a little bit about where you and warrior women and that journey connecting with that warrior women to help connect other warrior women to follow Absolutely. suit. Absolutely. Well, I mean, all heroes journeys start at the bottom. <laughs> so I was at rock bottom, Jen and Rita. Uh, I was turning 49. I realized I was a year from 50 and I was like, I hate every single thing about my life. Yay. Um, and I had seen a couple of people turn 50 and they were kind of like hiding. Like they were like, I don't want to say my age. I don't want to celebrate this. And I was like, well, that does not seem good, you know, but I didn't feel like I had anything to celebrate. Like I was just miserable and like, I was miserable at my job. I was, I was doing a job that I was well paid for, but I didn't actually like which uh, is the golden handcuffs, of course. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, my marriage was kind of meh. My kids were uh, driving me crazy. Everything was just like meh. I was, I was overweight. Like I couldn't, I can't even tell you how many things. And um, it was only when I took radical personal responsibility, which is what I encourage all ladies to do, and looked um, at my life, I decided to make some really big changes. And the first big change was launching a podcast. 
which people had told me, oh, Liz, you were an actor and you've done, you know, you could be on the radio, you could do this. I didn't even know what a podcast was, guys. Like literally, I was like, where is it? Is it on your phone? I, well, how does someone listen to a podcast? I, I, I knew nothing about it. Um, and so I launched this podcast and every time you do something new, you're expanding yourself. You know, you, every time you do something new and survive, that <laughs> you didn't die, um, <laughs> then you teach yourself, you teach your body and your mind that you actually can do things. You can expand and grow. So once I did that, um, it led to me also becoming a coach. And so all these kind of small yeses along the way, um, breaking down my walls of kind of comfort and security, uh, really because I was miserable. And I was like, well, this, it can't be worse than what I'm already doing. Um, and believe me, the first couple of podcasts I, I <laughs> recorded, I didn't even hit record. I had to call people back. Hey, we had that great conversation. Could we have it again? Because I didn't hit record. Um, so anyway, now my podcast is in the top 1.5% globally after three years. I can't even believe that. Oh, wow. And I have a six-figure coaching business, all because I was willing to take radical personal responsibility, admit that I was not happy, and not just keep pretending and smiling on my hamster wheel, mm-hmm. and and expand myself. And, and you know, really... Rita and Jen, begin before I was ready. Mm-hmm. Begin before I was ready. Stepping out so of Liz, bed, right? What does radical personal responsibility mean? That's so I, I hear you because I totally understand. I'm, I'm approaching that age where I'm like, yes. okay, I get to do things that I I want to do. But what does that mean? What that means is nothing is anyone's responsibility or fault except your own, which is very hard when you are dealing with a crazy teenager, when you are broke, when you are fat, when you are whatever, right? Like it's very easy to blame every other thing and thing, right? But the problem is when you do that, then you can't, you have no solution because if it's all Mm -hmm. these outside variables causing this stuff, you have nowhere to go. Once you say, I take radical personal responsibility for every area of my life, then guess what? You're the problem, but you're also the solution. All the solutions lie within you. Then you can start making moves towards what you actually want rather than hiding behind all the excuses. I love it. I keep on thinking, well, you're the one common denominator, right? And the only thing that you can do is control your attitude, your activities. That's it. Like it's no one else's. And so, yeah, it is up to you and you got to accept it. And I love that you say radical because it does feel that way. I think, you know, especially out here, uh, you know, in the Los Angeles area or in the entertainment arena, um, you know, putting on a fake face um, and pretending and faking it till you make it, which is probably one of the biggest myths and misconceptions ever, right? Can you share a little bit more on that and like where vulnerability comes in and how can you be strong in your vulnerability? Yeah, I mean, you know what? Because I my podcast is called Conversations with Warrior Women and I have Warrior Women Coaching, I'm all about the warrior women. People kind of think that I mean like, so never cry, put a smile on your face, suck it up and keep it moving. That is a hundred percent. Not what I mean. A hundred percent. No on that because women have for years 
had to push through, keep going, pick back up. And I don't want people to bypass how they feel and the healing they need to do. That is what being a warrior is about. It's actually going into the dark places and shining a light on those dark places and admitting to the woman across the table, hey, Rita, you know, because when you meet Rita, you just want to like get in her lap because she's so beautiful. Uh, hey, Rita, I'm having financial issues. Now, if I don't tell Rita that, she can't fucking help me. Excuse my French, but she can't. You know, like if she, if I don't have, if I don't tell Rita, then I'm going through that or tell Jen, how are they going to show up for me? So telling the truth about where we are, not putting that fake smile on, having a little vulnerability is also part of the radical personal responsibility because we all need that connection. We all need to know. I can't tell you how many women have done a mastermind with me and they're like, I don't want to say this. I'm like, say what? They're like, no one's ever done this. No one's ever had this before, this bad, terrible, shameful thing. I'm like, dude, I've heard that a hundred times. I mean, there's no, I've never heard a story that I've been like, I've never heard that before. Never. Right. Every woman thinks they're alone. We're not alone. Everybody has been through these things. Like maybe it's not exactly the same, but believe me, it's similar. So when you admit it, when you're truthful, when you're vulnerable, you allow another woman to show up for you. That's what women do. We show up for each other. And it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's safer than they think right? It's really, I think it's always the the chatter in our heads, that mm -hmm. self-critic, that talk about, well, she's going to judge me. Well, the issue is the judgment already happened, like right here in your head, right? It already happened. You made the judgment, so who cares? They're not living your life. You get to step into your best life. And that's what I love that you represent, just getting out there and stepping into your best life ever. <laughs> Absolutely. And all self-judgment, all judgment is self-judgment because the very fact that you can be really, really judgmental is really a, a meter reading of how judgmental you are to yourself. My God, is there anyone meaner than we are to ourselves? No mm -hmm. one. So when you're out there judging other people, it's something to kind of note like, Ooh, if I'm out there really feeling this, you know, feeling for another human being, I really have to look at like what's going on with me. Back to the yeah. radical person responsibility, all the fingers pointing. Right, and then I, you know me, I love to do like word alliterations. I like to be five years old. So what came up for me, three A's. <laughs> radical awareness, radical acknowledgement equals radical alignment. That leads you to a life of abundance. Everyone write that down right now. <laughs> that was actually brilliant beyond, yes. <laughs> I'm a little bit five-year-old because I love that, you know, because we get to connect, you know, what about connecting with our inner, our inner self as a child? Or, you know, I, I remember one time somebody, one of the most impactful conversations, somebody said to me, they were talking to me about a situation they were going through and I could totally, I had not gone through such a horrific experience as that person, but I could have empathy and connect with what they were sharing because I had my own experiences, though not quite as bad as what she had gone through and she I asked her how she broke through it and she said it was something that was before she was eight years old right most of this stuff that we kind of like hang on to mm -hmm. is when we're kids and someone taught her to say what would you say to that child right now if you were the adult in the room what would you come and say to that child and when you voice that or you hear that connect with that so that this way 
you get to say it to that inner child that is you and get outside of that and make that connection. Sometimes that's really, really hard. I always say, you know what, we get to cry through it and do it if we're having emotions because, you know, money, lots of emotions, right, Jen? Jen, lots of emotions, mm-hmm. I'm sure, in your office. Yeah. Shit ton yeah. of emotions. Um, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, people on the podcast have heard me. We have these things called uh, release ducts. Uh, they're actually tear ducts. Uh, they're there for a functioning reason. They're not there to be abused, obviously. <laughs> so you don't get, you won't get to stay in it forever. But you do get to have release and let go, and 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 then hopefully like find a group like Liz's Warrior Women Mastermind, which I've been through, which is phenomenal because now you're connecting with other women. Now you're getting into that space and you're realizing, hey, the only one alone, and these amazing tips that I'm sharing come from these masterminds and groups. And so I'm just honestly tickled that we get to be here and to keep on sharing that same thing that all each one of us has gone through because it is, it literally is something that all of us go through. We all have a journey. Are there any other myths or misconceptions that you think women should be aware of? that you have experienced I mean that they hold on to. one of the one of the ones I feel like I, I I was about to write a post the other day that was like therapists are so 1992 it's not that I don't think people should go to therapy because I do think therapy is valuable but I think people are kind of waking up to the fact that it's not just the therapist you may need you kind of need a team you know like maybe you need yes. a financial coach maybe you need to do a mastermind so you can kind of figure explore and have other women reflect back to you and build up your confidence. Maybe you need a coach. Like, I think it's kind of now we're starting to realize like, and men have been doing this for years, by the way, either actually hiring a coach or just coaching each other. You know, if one's mentoring the other, but we all need like coaches and more of a healing team. You know, maybe you need a healer. Maybe you need to do breath work. Maybe you need to do a yoga retreat, like all the things. So I feel like we are, you know, now just realizing that it's not just a therapist that, you know, therapists can deal with definitely deep rooted things, but there's so many modalities and ways to help yourself that, you know, you can go a little bit further, faster, you can feel better sooner. And having more than one modality is really just helpful, you know? So I think people are starting to wake up to that. I think that's a great key. It's, it is, it's, it's, it is about the community and going further, faster together. Wow. Oh I tell people all the time. I'm like, therapy is not a bad thing. Therapy is something you need to talk through. I my my I have another podcast I called that therapy, and it's just because talking through it sometimes makes people feel like they're not alone, and that's usually what they need is they need someone to tell them it's normal, and here's how you work through it. So I really appreciate the team approach to things. Yeah, I mean that's the power of reflection, right? Like, I mean, if you right. think about it, it's you know, if I'm just in my own head and saying this is so terrible, I can't believe I'm going through this. This is awful. Then I have, then it's just spinning around in my own head, right? But mm-hmm. if I say to a group like, well, you know, this is what I'm dealing with right now, and then Jen says, oh my gosh, I had that exact same thing, yeah. and yeah. I am so much better now. I mean, just say you're gonna go through it. Arita says, oh my gosh, I help people through that all the time. Actually, I can actually help. I can actually give you actual tips then you suddenly are like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you feel so much better that reflection. And then, you know, usually you can talk yourself to a, into a solution. So one of the biggest misconceptions mm-hmm. also, Rita, is that women like to say things like this. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm 
confused. I don't know. <laughs> the reason why I'm all, laughing because that was my biggest thing. I'm laughing because that was my, it was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I can't figure it out. I've got a block. I've got a block. <laughs> yeah. That I don't know is straight up resistance and fear, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but people are, when they say, I don't know, I'm so confused. Women already know the answer. It's not that I'm giving women answers. I am just revealing their answers. I mean, really, that's what I'm doing. I mean, every woman knows herself better than any other woman, but we lie to ourselves. We have a mean girl that's in our head just playing all these beautiful little tapes from our childhood. You know, you're not good enough. You're not worthy. You're not enough. All the things. And I think, you know, when you get into a group, and somebody finally challenges all this mean girl stuff that's in your head. And it's like, actually, Jen, you're wonderful. And I love you. So if I love you, I can't be wrong. And then so suddenly Jen's like, well, damn, maybe I should love myself. I mean, Liz loves me. I mean, I can't be that bad, you know? Right. So it, it's, it's, yeah. it's the power of reflection. It's the radical personal responsibility. But it's also, come on, we already know the answer. We and know. Asking those empowering questions, like, how one of the ones because of that when I went through your your uh, mastermind is uh, it was the I don't know and I, I flipped it is I do know and the answers are always in front of me I do know and even though I didn't feel like it it was facing it and combating it until now it's like if I do have that little flickering I don't know for just a moment I just sit back I pause and I'm like I do know, and the solution is going to come to me. There's always a solution. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a me, but once I open up to the receiving of that, that allowance, like you said, from the beginning, it's, it, it just literally somebody like magically comes in and will say, Hey, have you ever heard of this or that? And can I connect you? Um, Cause mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned something and all of a sudden it just appears and resolves itself. And so that tapping in that opening up to the receiving and the allowance is amazing. Which is femininity, um, Rita. Which, right. is, which exactly. is what that women are designed to do. Intuition. We're, mm -hmm. we're supposed to be receivers. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is yeah. what's funny. I mean, I'm not going to get all scatological, but you guys already know how our bodies are built. We receive. Men yeah. do. We are not the doers. Yeah. We are the receivers. It's not yeah. that we're not going to do anything. We're going to sit there and do nothing. But it's if you right. get into this energy of receivership, like you're saying, where you're not just trying to just hard and push and push through and do it in the patriarchal sense, that you're going to sit back. I'm, if you say, I don't know, well, then I would say, okay, well, get still yeah. and see what comes. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't ask 50 other people their opinions and create an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Go internal and say, what's my opinion? What do I feel? What Because your opinion is the only one that matters. Yeah. And it's like, what does radical receivership look like? Uh, and for me, it's the asking and the allowance. And I literally just had a meeting with somebody and it can be, it could start off really, really small. This woman could not ask. And I said, well, do you like Chinese food? <laughs> and she was like, okay, what does that have to do with anything? I'm like, well, when I go get Chinese food, I always ask for an extra fortune cookie. And it starts with a small step sometimes. And literally, I told her, I said, I want you to go order Chinese food this week. Come back to me next week and report back to me. One, did you do it? Did you ask for the extra cookie or two? If you're feeling bold. She came back and she says, my God, you just like opened my eyes up to everything. And it was really not me. I mean, it was a little bit of guidance of what to do. 
And she's like, well, now I'm going to go ask about this and that because she's looking for a new career. And she goes, I'm just going to start asking people. I'm going to get start getting out there with people working. Like it was just all I did. It was all there. All I did was just like take a little cloth and shine her a little. And she just started shining like a beautiful, brilliant diamond. And I love that that's love what, it. when women get together, <clears throat> I magic happens. And it's just because we do allow ourselves to connect and tap into ourselves. And when we see other women do it and model it, it makes it easier for us to see, oh, that's the how, because we just probably got away from it or forgot. Oh, that's Absolutely. the way. Oh, that, I get to ask myself that question. What does that look like? Just love having you here. I could talk to you all day long <laughs> about this topic, um, but I definitely want people to be able to connect with you, Liz. So I know we went through a lot of tips, but right now, what are you up to? And what are like, what's an offering that somebody could connect with you with? Well, I mean, they can take a mastermind just like you did. Uh, I think that's a great kind of first step. I do curated masterminds. So what does that mean? Because a lot of people are like, Liz, I've done a mastermind. I'm like, no, this is not the same. <laughs> Um, it's my masterminds are small, small groups. Um, and I curate them. So if you come to me and you say, I'm having this experience in my life right now, I put other women in the room that I think will bring you out of that experience or open you up to a different experience or have you help you transition or whatever that is. So I really carefully put together these groups. So that's a great way to kind of get started with me is to do the warrior women mastermind and they're all they're kind of always going so i always have women i'm always looking for great women to bring in um to introduce to other amazing women beautiful i love that all right and i think we're going to be wrapping it up and but we do have one more question right jim we do so liz what is one fun fact about you that our audience should know I mean, Jen, you shouldn't ask me this thing because I'm going to have to reveal something really funny. Okay, Jen, I know you're not going to believe this, but I was kicked off of Romper Room. <laughs> it was really unfortunate. But you know what? In my defense, I've, if anyone who doesn't know Romper Room, I mean, I am 52. So I'm sorry, but that's the, one of the shows I grew up with in the, in the 70s. Uh, but on Romper Room, this woman, Miss Susie, had a mirror. And she would look into the mirror and she'd say, I see Jen. I see Rita and every week I'd watch her on TV and she never said my name. So then I got the opportunity to actually go live and in person in Raleigh, North Carolina and go to a taping. So I was like, it is going to happen for me. She's going to say my name. And you know what, Jen? She didn't. Oh. So I had no choice but to take the mirror out of her hand and call my own damn name. But let me say that moment. And you're going to laugh, but that moment has become my keynote speech. When I speak mm -hmm. around the country, I talk about, I tell that story and I say, that is when I learned to call my own name. And for a little while, I forgot that for a little while. I thought, oh no, I should just take what I deserve. I don't know if I'm not happy. No, you know, maybe I'm, there's something wrong with me. I should be happy with what I have. And then I realized I needed to get back to that little girl. Like Rita was talking about back to that little girl who called her own name. And now I've brought her back. And she is calling her own name all over the place. So even, even that's and everybody allows along with you. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. So all right. Well, I think that is going to be a wrap. I could go, we could go more, but 
we'll have to save it maybe for another time in another episode because I'd love to. I'll come back anytime you know. I love you guys. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Thank you so much. And thank you all for another for joining us for this episode of TMI. Bye.